So email marketing is the bedrock of any good online business today. So if you want email marketing to work for you, to sell products, to get people to check out your latest blog post, or to go pre-order your book, or whatever it is, you need people to actually open your emails, which means the most important thing in your email is not the email itself, it is the subject line. What is gonna get people to open that email? That's what we wanna talk about today as I break down the three rules for writing subject lines that get opened. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 111 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Hope you're doing well. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're watching here on YouTube, I love you and appreciate you. Your comments are amazing. Your feedback is incredible. And uh, what's maybe even more incredible is the results you're getting with this material. You're actually taking action on the stuff that we're talking about every single week, which is the only way you get results. So you could listen all day long. You could crush videos or podcasts like this all day long. But if you don't do something with this material, your life won't change. But I see you doing it. I hear the results. I get the feedback. And I'm so proud of you. And I'm excited for you. We're going to talk about a practical one today, email marketing, and specifically how to get people to open your emails, which is so important. We talked a little bit about uh, sales copy and about email marketing a few weeks back. And I mentioned that I wanted to do an entire episode on subject lines. You guys seemed interested in that. So this episode is for you. Before we dive in though, if you need to kickstart your online business, you want to launch it in the next 30 days, I want to give you one of my most favorite tools and resources that I've put together. It is my 30-day online income jumpstart guide. And it's simply a four-week checklist that helps you go from where you are today, maybe no audience, nothing online, to making money in the next 30 days. Days. My goal for you with this guide is to make anywhere between three and five hundred dollars in the next 30 days. All the while, you will have built the framework for your online business so it's ready to scale up from there. It's simple, it's free, it's actionable, it's bullet points. You don't even have to read paragraphs, okay? Just go to grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart or click the link below if you're watching on YouTube, grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart to get your copy of my 30-day online income jumpstart guide. And you can launch your business in the next 30 days. Look, at this point, we're almost halfway through the year, so you've still got time. You could launch your business and then have a whole half of the year to crush it, or whenever you're listening to this. Like, now is the time. If you didn't do it in the last year, now's the time. What better way to do it than with a simple four-week checklist? grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart to grab your 30-day online income jumpstart guide. Okay, let's dive in to the subject lines. So we got to understand that, like I said at the top of the show, the email itself matters very little if nobody reads it. That's why probably the most important stat in email marketing is open rate. You could argue that click-through rate is more important because that's gonna reflect how many people actually took action on the email but your click-through rate will increase if your open rate increases. 
right? If you get more people to see the email, you're gonna have a higher chance of getting people to click through to your sales page. If you're doing a launch or to your latest blog post, if you just wanna get people engaging with your content, uh, if you're doing a live summit, you want people to come to it and it's free. Again, this isn't just for selling stuff. Email is the best way to get a hold of your audience. And if you want them to take action on something, then you got them gotta get them to read the emails. So there's a couple of things going on here. One is making sure that you show up in their inbox appropriately and don't go to spam. We'll talk about that briefly. But also it's like when the emails come through, what's gonna make them wanna stop and open? Of all the emails they get, why should they open your emails? So this is really, really important. It's also very simple, but I have three rules that I abide by and I think would be helpful for you, might give you a simple framework. So let's go into them right now. Rule number one is the most important rule of them all. So we're gonna just start with that. This is, I'm gonna weight it heavier on rule number one. And that is give them a reason to open your email. Give them a reason to open your email. Sounds pretty obvious, right? Look, I coach online business owners every single week and I see some of the email subject lines that they write. They're not very compelling. So copy, the words that you write, make the difference a lot of times. You could have a great product, but if your copy is off, people won't know that it's great. They won't realize that it's great or that it's for them. Much like when we talked about writing sales pages in 60 minutes. If you haven't caught that episode, how to write a sales page in 60 minutes, go watch that, go listen to that. Super practical and actionable. In that episode, we talked about, and anytime I teach sales copy to people, and again, I'm not a sales copy expert, but I've been writing sales copy for 12 years. I was awful at it the first three, you know? And then I've gotten a lot better at it after I started reading sales copy books and taking sales copy courses and just writing a ton of sales copy for sales pages, launches, emails. You get better over time. What I've discovered and what I've learned is that the most important element on your sales page is your hook, your headline, the big words at the top. And the reason for this is obvious because it's the only thing that everybody sees and it's what allows them to decide if they wanna keep reading down your sales page or watch your sales video or what have you. If that sentence doesn't work, it doesn't matter how great the rest of the copy is. So we gotta get that sentence, the headline to work. Think of your subject line as the hook or the headline for your email. If that doesn't work, none of the rest of the email matters. So the way we get that to work is we give them a reason to open the email. So you can't use a subject line to just be like the title of the topic, unless the way you phrase it is compelling enough. We'll get into that in a second. It can't just be generic like, you know, I literally had a student of mine who was doing a launch and we were looking over his launch emails and I had to ask him because I wasn't sure if it was sort of an internal title or the actual subject line, but his subject lines were like, um, the name of the course, like announcement one, right? And I asked, hey, is that just your internal title or is that your actual subject line? He's like, oh, those are my actual subject lines. Oh gosh, it's awful. You know, it's like if your course were like better body boot camp and that your emails were like, Better Body Bootcamp Announcement 1. Please, for the love of anything holy in this world, do not write that as a subject line. <laughs> like that, that's, that is maybe how you are writing it in your Google Doc as you're mapping out your launch emails. That can be your internal title because it's the first announcement email of that course. 
but that is not gonna be an effective subject line. So we gotta give them a reason to open the email. So here's a couple of things to think about to give them a reason to open the email. Number one, give them a bold, benefit-driven promise. I mean, that's what a good hook is, a good headline is, bold. So say something bold, make a bold claim. If you don't, no one's gonna pay attention to you. In the sea of a million emails, if you don't say something powerful or say something bold, why should anybody pay attention to you? That's where then our insecurity comes in. Well, I don't have anything bold to say. Well, then you better have something bold to say. If you don't have anything bold to say, how's your business gonna be successful? You don't have to promise things that are impossible. Because again, we're not in the business of guaranteeing people's success with our courses in the sense that like we can promise them they're going to get these results because guess what? You can't control if your student actually watches your course or even if they do, if they actually implement the course or even if they implement the course, if their life circumstances allow them to see results. There's so many variables that are out of your control. So you can never ultimately control their results, but you can have a bold promise nonetheless about what your material can do for them, about what your material has done for others, if applied, right? So you can have bold promises. You gotta get over your insecurity and fear if that's you. Some of you, that's not your fear, but some of you, it is. So you need a bold, benefit-driven promise. This is one way to write a killer subject line. So for example, you could have one, again, I'm teaching online business, so I have one called give yourself a 30% raise in the next 30 days. Give yourself a 30% raise in the next 30 days. That is a bold, benefit-driven, benefit to them, promise. Do you think someone who's on my email list, who's interested in growing their income, growing their online business, would be interested to see a little bit more about that email? Yeah. Now, is that the world's greatest subject line? Nah. Does it need to be? Nah. We don't need to write amazing subject lines. We're not in the business of crafting subject lines that we can all, as online business owners who nerd out over this stuff, like sit and stroke our kitty cat and sip our tea and just wax eloquently about how amazing these subject lines are. Oh, Graham, your subject line was fantastic today. Oh, thank you, Stuart. I thought it was great as well. Like, we don't want great subject lines. I don't know why I made that accent, but you know what I'm talking about. The, the point isn't to have some award-winning subject line that goes into the email subject line hall of fame where other copywriters, aka not normal people, can just applaud and say, that is so marvelous. I'm going for good enough which is kind of the story of my whole life, like good enough. Is my business good enough to reach my goals? Yeah. Is, is someone else writing better subject lines? Probably, yeah. Give yourself a 30% raise in the next 30 days is a good enough subject line because for the right audience, my audience, they're gonna go, dude, I, I'm curious. I'm curious to see more. Which leads me to the second thing here for giving them a reason to open an email. You can go with either a bold, benefit-driven promise or you can just create curiosity. You just create curiosity. People want to see something fresh, something interesting in their inbox. I don't know if you're like me, when I open my email, especially just my personal email, but either one, I open my email, I'll wake up or I'll open it or sit down at my desk and time to open my email. I don't say it out loud, but in my mind, I'm like, is my life about to change? Like, am I gonna get some email that's just so life-changing, whether it's 
an opportunity from someone amazing, or it's some genius like piece of content from one of my content heroes that like changes my life. Like, is this the day that I get an email that like literally changes my life? Now that sounds ridiculous when you say it out loud, but I think my subconscious mind says that to me. Like, it's like rubbing its hands, can't wait to open the email. Most email sucks. Most email is just promotion, promotion. You have a bill, you have a bill. Uh, there's a sale on these Chino pants of Banana Republic. Like, it's just, bleh, it's all the same. So if you could write a subject line that creates a little bit of curiosity, it'll stand out from everybody else and it'll get people to want to click through. So for example, just the other day, I did a video and you might've seen it where I took you through um, the, the room where like I started my online business 12 years ago in the house that I started my online business where my whole story like got turned upside down where I was on food stamps where it was like the worst part of my career in my life that led to the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I just talked about it and filmed it and I sent out an email to my list and it, the subject line was the room where I started my business. That's got one of my biggest open rates in the last 12 months. The room where I started my business. Now that that is interesting to my audience. That subject line may not work for you but since I'm teaching online business and people respect my business, if they're on my email list and they're trying to learn from me in some way, shape, or form, that subject line, I wrote it because I thought it would create some curiosity. Hey, do you want to come see the room where I started my online business? People want to see that stuff. It's not very earth shattering, but it works. Another one you could use, or like if I'm in the marketing space, this subject line could work. I can't believe this tactic still works. Or more specifically, I can't believe this marketing tactic still works. Or I can't believe this still works. Like that could still, like that could work. <laughs> the reason that could work is because it creates some curiosity. Like the brain wants to finish the sentence, wants to connect the dots, wants to finish the story. Well, can't believe what still works, Graham. Even if they don't click through to watch the video or listen to the podcast or read the blog post or check out your sales page, they want to open the email to, at the very least to see what are you talking about? What still works? And why can't you believe it? That's an entirely different angle you can go with. There's the bold benefit-driven promise, which is a huge part of my repertoire. Like, Because I'm generally teaching something. Whether it was on the Recording Revolution side, I'm teaching music production, how to make your music sound better in your home studio, or here in the online business space, I'm teaching you how to grow your income or launch your online business or get more people to open your emails or whatever it is. So I'm gonna lead with a benefit-driven promise that's bold because that's a lot of what I'm delivering is follow the video, read the blog post, apply what I'm teaching you, and then you can get these results. So there's a lot of results I can promise because I'm very educational. And you are too if you're following this business model. You're teaching, you're sharing something that you know that you're good at. That works most of the time, but creating curiosity is just a great way to change it up. You know, create something that they have to like open, not clickbait. Clickbait is when you dangle something in front of somebody that's irresistible, that has nothing to do with what your email is all about and is, or is a giant exaggeration of what your email is all about just to get them to click. That's not what we're doing here. We do want them to click. There's nothing inherently wrong with wanting them to click. You know who else wants you to click? 
amazing charities that are helping the most neediest of needy in the world who need you to click to open, who need you to donate money. So they want to write subject lines that get you to open and click because they need you so they can do good in the world. That's not clickbait. That's called just doing their job. And you need to do your job and write emails, subject lines that get open. But we don't want to lie or trick or switch, you know, bait and switch them. We just want to have something that is going to give them a reason to open. And I love what Ramit Sethi says when he talks about email subject lines and writing emails in general that work. And he calls it something like the Starbucks test. Don't quote me on that, but that's the analogy he uses. Imagine as you're writing your subject line for your emails, imagine that the person who's opening this email or getting this email in their inbox, better yet, is sitting or standing in line at Starbucks and they're flipping through their phone, killing time while they're either putting in the order or waiting for the order to come. And they're flipping through their email and they're seeing a list of emails, what subject line is gonna get them to stop and go, ooh, I don't have a lot of time to really read the whole email or engage with this, but I either need to star this if I'm in Gmail, or I'm willing to open it, click on it on my thumb real quick and just look at the first sentence or two and see what's next, right? What subject line is gonna get them while they're standing in line at wherever to get their coffee to stop and notice? and to wanna to click on it. Even if they can't read it, can't engage with it, can't click on it, what would get them to stop in their tracks and go, ooh, right? They're busy, they're not at their desk ready to engage with the email. That's kinda of how you need to think. Get them to pause, so the Starbucks test. And the goal here again with, just like a sales page, the goal with your emails as you go through not just the subject line but writing a good email is just to get them to read to the next sentence. So your subject line's goal is just to get them to open it so they read the first sentence. The first sentence has to be good too because that's goal is just to get them to read the next sentence and the next one, right? It's just to draw them down this beautiful path. And so we just need to get them to take that next action, which in our case is to open the email, okay? So that's the most important rule. If you only followed one rule, it would be give them a reason to open the email. And you'd be surprised at how often when we write subject lines, we're not really even thinking about it. We're somehow thinking about what will sound good. And that's that's a variation of the same thing, but it's not the same thing. What's gonna get them to open this email? Think like them, put yourself in their shoes. You must give them a reason to open. Okay, rule number two, keep it casual. Keep it casual. This is very practical. In an era of a flood of emails that are all promoting products, promoting services, whatever it is, even emails that you've signed up for, for brands that you like, they're all using the same tactic. They're all just like saying like flash sale, you know, this is, you know, discount code, you know, new, new styles. It, it's all, it, it reads like a catalog. Okay, and while that used to work when we literally took, you know, in-person hard mailers that used to get mailed to your house or catalogs, and then they started to make them digital and emailing them out, they could just kind of replicate headlines or, you know, copy tactics from in-person mailers for the emails. And it worked because that's what we were used to, but now everyone does it. You, if you write emails and subject lines like that, you're not gonna stand out. So that sort of professional, polished, like brand to person, brand to nameless person sort of way of thinking about writing subject lines isn't gonna work anymore. And I don't want you to do that. Plus that's not the kind of business you and I are. We, we are a very personal brand. 
at the very least, you, sh you should think of yourself that way. You don't need to be professional and polished. I don't think that works anymore. I think what will work is keeping it casual. So what do I mean by that specifically? Do not capitalize every word. Don't capitalize it like it's a book title. So when I say, give yourself a 30% raise in the next 30 days, I'm only capitalizing the first G, forgive. The rest of it's all lowercase. Sometimes I won't capitalize any word. I'll just write a sentence, grammatically incorrect, by not capitalizing the first letter. Make it more casual. So don't capitalize every word. And in essence, write the subject line like you're emailing a friend. If you were gonna email your friend, hey, are you coming over to my dinner cookout tonight? Would you capitalize every word in that sentence? R, capital. U with a capital Y. C, for the you know, capital C for coming. Capital O for over. No, you, you wouldn't. That's, that's ridiculous. Your friend would be like, what the heck are you doing? Why are you capitalizing? Why are you capitalizing the subject line? Don't do that. You wouldn't do it for your friend. Don't do it for your email list. Your email list are your friends. They, it's a casual relationship. Do not, do not be polished. Do not be buttoned up. Most of you shouldn't be super buttoned up. Even if you have a very polished brand, keep the subject lines looking more casual so they stand out. You wanna avoid spam trigger words. Okay, this is super practical too. There are certain words that if you put them in your subject line, most email clients, Gmail, Outlook, any of these, uh, Hotmail, anybody use Hotmail? No judgment if you still do. Um, they'll trigger these email clients to just dump it to spam. So meaning it'll never show up in their inbox. It's not spam because you and I aren't writing spam, uh, but they'll never see it, which means they'll never be able to engage with it. Your open rates go down, click-through rates go down. It's just a giant waste. So words like free, words like cash, words like make money. Like I'm in like the worst niche because when I, a lot of the stuff I talk about, like income, make money, these are all spam trigger words. So I have to be really careful um, with the words I put in my subject lines. Uh, HubSpot has a great article that they just updated uh, for 2021 called the ultimate list of email spam trigger words. Okay, just Google it. HubSpot, ultimate list of email spam trigger words. It is a long list based off of whatever niche or industry you're in, and they're all words that they've figured out trigger spam. Because HubSpot is an email client, right? Like MailChimp, like ConvertKit, any of these. So just note, just that's very practical. Just make note of some of those words and make sure you're not using those words. One thing that's cool if you're a Kajabi user is when you're writing your emails, you're writing your subject lines, there's a little tool that will pop up and it'll sort of give you some suggestions with your subject lines. For example, if they think your subject line is too long, AKA it won't really show up well on mobile, people won't see the rest of it, they'll say, hey, keep it under 50 characters. I think your subject line's too long. But if you type in certain words, they'll say, hey, try to avoid certain spam trigger words like free or whatever. Um, so that's already baked in and it just comes on and off depending on, it's reading your subject line and trying to just give you suggestions. I really, really enjoy that uh, inside of Kajabi. And then again, final thought here with keeping it casual, the goal is not to sound prom like a promotional email. Just keep that in mind. That's what I mean. You do not want to sound like a promotional email because that's what every other email is for the most part. It's a promotional email. So you want to say, what a promotional email sound like with our subject lines? How could I sound like the opposite? So one overall rule of thumb to sound like the opposite of promotional is to sound personal. Avoid promotional be personal, right? 
So th this just helps you reorient what a good subject line is. You don't need the subject line to be the general topic of what your email is all about. Again, you just need them to open the email. So if you can have a more personal approach, then you have a better chance of people noticing it because it has a different tone, being curious enough to click on it because it's different than the promotional emails, and then they can engage with the content later. So keep it casual, keep it personal, write like you're emailing a friend, which leads me to the third and final rule. And this is really, really important too. Kind of going back to what we talked about with um, clickbait, that's what it's called, is rule number three, make sure that the subject line is relevant to the email. Meaning, this sounds obvious again, but meaning they see the subject line, they're interested in opening it and clicking on the email. When they open it, make sure that the content of the email lines up with the subject line, that it makes sense with the subject line. I don't want you to be so focused on writing a killer subject line that gets them to open, but it's really a stretch regarding what the email is about. Don't want you to do that. But that doesn't mean you can't have a killer subject line that doesn't eventually connect to the core of the email. For example, I have an email in my email funnel promoting my course Automatic Income Academy and the subject line, I didn't triple check it, but I'm pretty sure it reads, um, learn from Amazon's biggest product fail. Okay? Or maybe it's learn from one of Amazon's biggest product fails. One or the other. Okay, that is a curiosity subject line. That's not a bold benefit-driven promise. It's curiosity. Ooh, Amazon's powerful company that generally gets it right all the time. I would love to know about a product fail for Amazon and I would want to learn like, what can I learn from it? What is Graham going to say with this? So that subject line builds curiosity. And when they open the email, even though the email has nothing to do technically, technically the action has nothing to do with Amazon. It really has to do with buying my course at the end of the day. But here's the, the thread. Learn from Amazon's biggest product fail. When we open the email, it basically starts to talk about, did you know that Amazon launched a smartphone a few years ago? And if you follow Amazon, you do. Like they had a phone, it's called the Fire Phone. It was the stupidest thing ever. Actually, it was kind of a cool idea for a phone, but it was a really dumb move for them. Market share by Apple and Samsung just, they just rule the phone space. Um, and even a companies of the big behemoth of Amazon couldn't break into that space. And I make this connection that, you know, Here's what happened. Here's, some, here's a quote from Bezos. Here's why he was like staunch on like, yes, I know it makes no sense to launch a phone, but here's why we're gonna launch a phone. And so I'm talking about that. Then I explain why, then I explain that it flopped. I have stats on why it flopped or that it flopped. And then I talk about why it flopped. And there's a lesson there, why it flopped. And then that leads to a sneak peek of my course, Automatic Income Academy, because in that module, I talk about how to build products that you are, are virtually guaranteed to sell because it has to do with finding out what people want and then building it for them. And I make this connection with Amazon made this huge mistake. They built something that they thought was cool they didn't build something that people were asking them for. Nobody was asking for another smartphone. Everyone's happy with their iPhone or their Samsung. 
And there's other phones too, right? But so I make the thread from learn from Amazon's biggest product fail all the way to getting them to take a look at a module of my course, which then I promote the course. So that's a little bit of a stretch in some regards. What does Amazon have to do with my course? Nothing directly, but the email is relevant to the subject line. So they click on it, they open it, and I'm delivering on what I promised in the email. I'm talking directly about Amazon's product fail. Make sense? So you just want to make sure that the email is relevant. So if that means teaching something or having a relevant story that ties into, you know, the the subject line, that's great. For example, like the video I mentioned earlier when I, I did sort of a, a vlog inside of the room where I started my business, that email wasn't selling anything. It was just a cool video, right? The video wasn't selling anything, so the email wasn't selling anything. If I wanted to, I could have used that video or just even that email if it didn't share a video um, to sell a product. I could have connected it. And if that were the case, I could have still used check out the room where I started my online business, tell the story of how I started my online business, show a picture, you know, or a couple of pictures or whatever. And then through that email, I could have gotten them to a point where it made sense where then I'm somehow transitioning into a pitch for my product. It could have been very natural, worked very well, and I could have used that in a launch somewhere or in an email funnel somewhere. And maybe I will, I don't know, to sell a product and you're thinking when you're writing the email, I want to promote the product. So should I put something in the subject line about the product? You don't have to, is what I'm saying. You don't have to. Your goal with a subject line is just to get them to open the email and then get them to read from there. And if you've done your job, as long as the email delivers on the product, the subject line, it's relevant to the subject line, you can weave that into promoting your product, your membership, your opening up coaching spots, whatever it is, just through some transition. See how we did that? We're not promoting, promoting, promoting in our subject lines all the time. We can have more interesting curiosity building or simple benefit-driven promise that just makes the email worth opening, worth reading, and then somehow at the end, now we're promoting a course. The masters of email copy do this. It seems like a personal email. It seems just like a, a casual email that's super valuable, super fun to read. And by the end of it, you realize they're promoting a product, and you're like, how, how did they do that? That's how you do it. You keep it personal, you keep it casual, you keep it relevant, and you just transition. Don't write like a business promoting your product. I know you need to promote your product. I do too. But think about how people are gonna engage with their email and just keep these three rules in place. Give them a reason to open it, keep it casual, and make sure it's relevant to the email. How simple is that? So, we're done. If you're watching on YouTube, I want you to leave me a comment and let me know which of these three rules are you not following right now? Which of these three rules are you not following? It could be all three of them. That's fine too. But just let me know which one of these three you're like, oof, yeah, I got to work on that. Leave me a comment below. Let me know. If this is helpful, let me know. This was by request by you guys. So I hope that's helpful. And then if you're ready to literally launch a product, if you, here's the thing. The reason why I want to talk about my 30-day online income jumpstart guide is some of you say you have an online business, but you don't. You haven't launched anything. And some of you say you're going to build an audience, but you're not really taking it seriously and you're sort of dragging your feet. If you just want a challenge, if you just want to kick in the pants, like, look, let me just launch something in the next 30 days. It doesn't have to be your flagship course because guess what? 
hint, it's not going to be your flagship course. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't even have to build it before you sell it. You can, what you might need if you're dragging your feet is just to make some money online, to prove to yourself that you can do this. That might be all you need. So if you're like knee deep in all this stuff and yet you haven't made a dollar online, download the 30-day online income jumpstart guide. Follow the step-by-step checklist for the next four weeks. Launch something four weeks from now. Make some money. And then I think you're going to be on your way to scaling your business. Once you have a taste of it, you're going to love it. It's free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart or click the link below the video. Hope that helps my friend. Stay healthy, stay safe, and I'll see you in another episode real soon.